Welcome back, fans, haters, and fantasy fanatics. This is Fantasy Island. I'm Bombo. Going to go over some ballers, bums, and overachievers from week four. Plus, give you a little bit of advice on how to handle some of these numbers we're throwing at you. We're going to start with our week four ballers, starting off with A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown went out there, nine catches, 175 yards, and two touchdowns. I think A.J. Brown has put aside any differences that he's had with Jalen Hurts, and the Eagles are firing on all cylinders right now. It's a pick-your-poison situation with the Philadelphia Eagles because they have so many weapons on offense. It's going to be A.J. Brown's day. It's going to be Devontae Smith's day another week, waiting for Dallas Goddard to get involved. DeAndre Swift will always be involved, and as Kenneth Gainwell gets more healthy, uh, we'll see him get involved in the running game as well. I think it's safe to say when it comes to the Eagles, Offense, you can probably drop Rashad Penny unless something happens to every other running back in that room. But back to A.J. Brown. Right now, A.J. Brown is performing like the top wide receiver that you drafted him at. Wide receiver one. Totally worth his ADP right now. I'd keep rolling A.J. Brown out there as an every week set it and forget it wide receiver one. Keep in mind, he will have times where the game script takes him out of the game if the Eagles are up by a lot. So just pay attention to the schedule and check out the defenses that they're playing. If you expect a close one or a shootout, stick with A.J. Brown. Our next baller from week four is old reliable, Mr. 1-0, Christian McCaffrey. CMC went for 20 carries for 106 yards and three touchdowns. That's just on the ground. Through the air, seven catches on 71 yards with one touchdown. He had a wide receiver one game at the running back position. Four touchdowns, great yardage, seven catches. I don't have to tell CMC owners out there, this is why you drafted him where you drafted him. If you were lucky to have him drop in your draft because of zero running back truthers, congratulations, you are probably 4-0. CMC has showed up every week. He has proven that the biggest knock against him is his health. And the biggest thing for him is win healthy, he'll win you your league. I'm willing to take that gamble anytime. Right now, I'm looking at Christian McCaffrey projected to be the number one running back in all of fantasy. Ride that to the wheels fall off. He's got a great schedule coming up. And I think right now it's safe to say that CMC is schedule proof. Also safe to say he's trade proof. Unless somebody's throwing at you a God offer, don't listen to anything when it comes to people trying to get CMC off of your team. Even if you have holes in other places, he does enough points wise that you can plug those holes with various other players off the waiver wire. Stick with CMC, set it and forget it, one for the rest of the year. Speaking of bold, reliable, at the quarterback position, week four baller, Josh Allen, back in the graces of fantasy owners. He went for 320 yards, five touchdowns, one rushing touchdown. Josh Allen is who we thought he was. He is a cheat code, gets it done on his feet. He's got great rapport with his wide receivers. He has command of the offense. Any week he could put on this performance, and that's why you drafted him where you drafted him. Josh Allen's another one of those guys. I just don't see what the value would be in trading him unless somebody has given you half of their team and you're just gutting your bench to take on a bunch of starters. Stick with Josh Allen. I got him being a top three quarterback for the rest of the way. I got him being a top three quarterback the rest of the way. Set it and forget it. Just worry about the bye week. And coming off of injury at the running back position, David Montgomery from the Lions. This is the David Montgomery that Bears fans for the past few years have been wanting to see. 
He exposed for 140 total yards and three touchdowns on a Thursday night game against the Green Bay Packers. The Jameer Gibbs train is going to have to stay in the station for a little while longer because David Montgomery looks like the workhorse in Detroit. Getting a ton of carries, faith of the offense. He has the faith of the coaching staff to run out the clock. They're keeping him in on third downs. If you sprinkle in a little bit more targets and some catches, David Montgomery is looking like a top five running back as of right now. We know things can change. He is coming off of an injury, and we know that the Detroit Lions are going to want to get Jameer Gibbs involved in this offense more and more, especially after the bye week. That's how we usually see rookie progressions go. But right now, ride that wave. David Montgomery is balling out. The Lions are balling out. If you think this can't sustain, start looking at potential deals to people who are very name-heavy. You could probably get a haul for David Montgomery right now, probably an RB2 and a wide receiver two, maybe even a bench running back piece and a wide receiver one. So if you're not sure about David Montgomery and you think this is a fluke, start shopping him. If you trust it and you trust in this Detroit Lions offense, I say ride with it. Put him in as your RB2 every week until otherwise. On the flip side, I have our bums for week four. And there's some names that we aren't expecting on there, but anyone can be a bum. Anyone can get it any week. And this week, I'm putting all of the Cincinnati offense on the bum list, including Jamar Chase, who salvaged the day with a few catches and some yardage. But it's not what Jamar Chase was drafted to do. Jamar Chase was drafted to get you over 20 points. Jamar Chase was drafted to potentially be the wide receiver one total at the end of the year. And it's just not happening. Since he does not get in the end zone so far, Joe Burrow is not throwing touchdown passes. Joe Burrow is not throwing for huge yardage. And right now, Higgins and Chase are not flourishing in this offense. It's either one or the other. Higgins is also dealing with an injury. More on that when we get to our injury bit. I just don't know what's going on with Cincinnati. And if this all stems from Joe Burrow's injury, we know it's the calf. And we know that it was serious enough that he had to go out on a cart during training camp. King has said it before. I've said it. We'll keep saying it. Calf injuries lead to Achilles injuries. Achilles injuries lead to out the rest of the year. Maybe they're telling Burrow to pump the brakes a little bit, not be himself. Maybe they're not. But what we're seeing on the field, this ain't Joe Burrow. This ain't Jamar Chase. This ain't T. Higgins. Hell, this isn't even Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon's getting thrown in there too because the entire Cincinnati offense is very stagnant. They're not producing fantasy numbers. Owners are probably getting fed up. Right now, I would probably be shopping all my stock in Cincinnati. Just see what your league makes are willing to throw back at you as far as trades. Because right now, four games are already gone from the season. And if you have a lot of stock in Cincinnati, guys, you're probably in the losing column and you're looking to bounce back. You can bounce back by making some moves. I don't know exactly if you're going to get the value that you want. It may be pennies on the dollar for some of these people, but you never know. Throw some feelers out there. See what your league makes think. Week four bum, Tyreek Hill. I know, I know. This is Mr. 2000 Yards. This is the guy that we thought is going to blow up. Hey, they can't all be winners. And if you have a bad game, you might make that Fantasy Island bum list. Tyreek Hill did. Three catches for 58 yards and zero touchdowns. In what was, for a bit, a close game against Buffalo, it definitely wasn't the 70-point explosion that we saw against Denver. And Miami came back down to earth. Miami is human. Miami can be beat. 
Buffalo put on a dominant performance, but we still expected Tyreek Hill to be Tyreek Hill, Mr. Unguardable, Mr. Anywhere on the Field. It just didn't happen. I wouldn't let this swerve you from starting him. You should always start Tyreek Hill. I also wouldn't panic and try to trade him for anything. You're not going to get value for Tyreek Hill back. I expect Tyreek Hill to bounce back in a big way for the rest of the year. Just keep in mind, like I said, anyone can become a bum. Anyone could put up a bad one. Tyreek Hill, this was his week. And rounding out our bums, Mr. Kirkland Cousins. 139 yards and two touchdowns. 139 yards and two touchdowns. And what was kind of a stinker against Carolina, their defense won the game for him. But Kirk Cousins just wasn't on the same page with his receivers. He wasn't throwing it all over the place. I'm going to chalk this one up just to a bad one. I think Kirk Cousins is a top 10 quarterback the rest of the way. He, by points, is a top two quarterback up until week four. Of course, that's dropped down, especially now that he's made the bum list. You can keep rolling Kirk Cousins out there, but like we've always preached with Kirk Cousins, these bad ones are going to happen. Even worse than this ones are bound to happen. So I'd be trying to shop him. Getting a QB with more upside, maybe someone that does it with his feet, I'd be looking to trade Kirk Cousins if you want to throw your coconuts out there for some upside, like a guy like, dare I say, Anthony Richardson, or try to get Brock Purdy in a piece for Kirk Cousins, see what you can do, start throwing it out there, because we do know eventually Kirk Cousins is going to have to play at night, and then he'll be right back on this bums list. Our overachievers, just to let you guys know, these are guys that put up big numbers, but you're rolling a dice if you think they're going to do this every week. Up until this point, they haven't shown these flashes. And we don't know as far as if their place on the offense makes it so this is sustainable. They still made the list. It's buyer beware with these. And we're going to start off with Mr. Cole Komet for the Bears. At the tight end position, seven catches, 85 yards, two touchdowns. At the tight end position, that is elite, elite, elite. But the Bears aren't going to be playing the Broncos every week. Cole Komet is still a matchup problem on the field depending on who they play but you're going to have to be a savvy owner and check out schedules, check out the defenses, and try to predict the game script. Because if Justin Fields is going to be throwing the ball over 30 times a game, Cole Komet is going to be catching some of those. DJ Moore can't be the only one out there catching passes. Another overachiever from week four, QB Josh Dobbs from the Arizona Cardinals. I still think Arizona's tanking. They went with Dobbs, but Dobbs shown he's no slouch. He belongs in this league, and he isn't a backup. Dobbs went for 265 yards, 50 yards rushing, and two touchdowns. And that was against a really good 49ers defense. Yes, they lost the game. Yes, we expected them to lose the game. But we've expected Josh Dobbs to come out there and put up stinkers, and Josh Dobbs is getting the job done. There's a lot of question marks in Arizona. If Kyler Murray has a future there, are they tanking for Caleb? All these questions. But while these are all going down, Josh Dobbs is just going out there and playing ball. He connected with Michael Wilson for a couple touchdowns, a talented rookie that they're hoping can get worked into the offense, and he's doing a lot with a little. So I don't know if this is going to sustain. I don't know if he should actually be rostered, but keep an eye on Josh Dobbs. Put him on your watch list. Quarterback needy teams who have bye weeks coming up should definitely take a look at him. I'm looking at you, Deshaun Watson owners, because he has a buy and an injury. Check out Josh Dobbs. Speaking of Michael Wilson, he made the overachievers list. Virtually invisible for the first three weeks. Week four was a breakout game, but you got to take it with a grain of salt. He was fourth on the pecking order of targets this past week for Arizona, but he made the most out of his catches. He made the most out of his looks. 
going seven catches for 76 yards and two touchdowns against a stout 49er defense. You got there's another one that you got to keep on the watch list. I wouldn't immediately go out there and pick him up off the waiver wire because that's where he's at, unless you're in a super deep league with an Arizona Cardinals fan or a Stanford fan. Michael Wilson has the physical abilities to be a, I would not say dominant wide receiver, but definitely a wide receiver that could put up fantasy points. Similar to a Michael Pittman, uh, Drake London, these types of guys that are just big athletic specimens uh, that have just enough speed and great route running. I'll definitely keep Michael Wilson on the watch list. If he has another game, doesn't even have to have multi-touchdowns. If he just has another game where he sees his targets increase and his usage increase, you should pick him up. He has the potential to be a late rookie bloomer, uh, similar to what we've seen over the years with a lot of these wide receivers. Keep an eye on whatever he does after his bye week. I think after his bye week, he may become full-time starter and probably second on the team in targets. Another overachiever, Mr. Janu Smith from the Atlanta Falcons. Hey, this is how it is. He is the tight end one for the Falcons. Yes, I know they have Kyle Pitts. They spent all that draft capital on him. But here's the problem with Atlanta, the same problem that you had. You drafted him too early. He's, he's a first-round talent, but he's not getting first-round usage. Janu Smith has come in. He's familiar with the offense. He's familiar with Arthur Smith. He blocks. He's athletic. Huge catch radius. He does everything that Kyle Pitts does, except right now he's getting targeted more. In an offense that really runs the ball a lot and hardly ever throws it around because they have a questionable quarterback, it's really good to see that Jonu Smith is getting the targets and getting the catches that he's getting. But outside of Bijan Robinson, I'm not really a fan of this Atlanta offense. I don't think the Jonu Smith breakout is coming this year. I don't think. This is sustainable. I think he's a great waiver wire pickup if you're streaming tight ends. Or honestly, if you have Kyle Pitts, I probably wouldn't cut Kyle Pitts. I might sit him, pick up Johnu Smith, and then package him in a deal to somebody who's really name heavy in your league, who's down to pay a little bit more than usual for somebody that's performing like Kyle Pitts. But for Johnu Smith, I think you can get a good five six point floor from him and once some touchdowns start coming he could potentially win you your week i just wouldn't rely on it he's an overachiever hopefully this list gave you some insight on what to do if you have some of these players on your team what to expect like we say don't pay a premium price from these guys from your league mates just because these guys put up a lot of points not on your team just do your homework listen to the show we're going to do our best to try to guide you through the rest of your season and give you some great fantasy advice. And if you want that, like we always say, like, subscribe, send emails, follow us, check us out on YouTube. It's Fantasy Island with two eyes, those two eyes on the prize. The prize is a championship. So on behalf of Sweet T, R.W. King, I'm Bombo. Hit the music.